I was the oldest of my dad's nine children. And I can remember for my first 10 years, uh, my dad was a firefighter, worked for the Lansing Fire Department. And any of you who are familiar at all with that know that at least back then, and I think that still continues, that uh, the, uh, the, the firefighters, the firemen, have 24-hour work days. My dad would go in to work 7 a.m. Uh, one day, get out the following day at 7 a.m., then skip 24 hours and go through the routine again. The reason I mention it is because during that time in my younger years, it had such a profound effect on me, his reverence for the Eucharist. You know, we can say what we want about our mothers, and, and we often have mothers that have been so attentive to our First Communion and, and all of the things that are part of receiving the sacrament. But I think there's something very powerful about fathers that are very intent on passing on their love of the Eucharist. I can remember uh, that in his, with the 7 a.m. start, he would uh, go to St. Therese Church in Lansing. And, uh, and this would be about 6.30. He would have the chance to receive the Eucharist and he would go on to, to work. I remember on a couple of occasions after I'd made my first communion, that uh, during summer vacation when we didn't have to go to school, uh, he would ask, do you wanna get up with me and, and go to the St. Therese for communion tomorrow? And of course, when you have a chance to do something with your dad, especially with all the kids in the family, then yeah, absolutely I wanted to. And, and so I, I just had a, a, a very positive feeling engendered in me from a very young age of how important the Eucharist was, the real presence. And, and I don't want to just credit my folks because as important as that was, I was uh, able to attend a Catholic school when I was younger uh, and, and all of the teachers there, mainly professed religious sisters, were encouraging us to have a, a deeper understanding and appreciation for the gift of real presence, for Jesus in the Eucharist. And so I, I've always kind of considered, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, a convergence between the secular and the sacred, that uh, especially on a, on a church year like this, and it probably only happens every four, five, six years, but... Uh, where uh, the Feast of the Body and Blood of Christ falls on Father's Day. The, the earlier readings, though, I want to just uh, revisit with you. Uh, the, the second reading that we had uh, was from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, and it felt as if we were hearing a gospel account, uh, didn't it? Because this is Paul recounting what it is that they were doing in Jesus' memory. Well, in, in, into the, the church, first church century. And, uh, and he starts out in that letter to the Corinthians by saying, brothers and sisters, I received from the Lord, but I also handed on to you that the Lord Jesus on the night he was handed over, took bread and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. It's what we do every Sunday, isn't it? We gather together in the memory of Jesus. 
in the memory of not only the extraordinary courage that he showed in, in facing his, his passion and death, but also the fact that uh, he, he left us with such a secure sense of connectedness uh, with him by, by having the, the body and the blood, his own body and blood available for us just as it was for the apostles. And most all of us uh, have fond memories, certainly of our youngest years, first communion years and all of that, of what a treasure that was. It is true, of course, that we can get kind of uh, shallow or, or, or uh, less uh, uh, fervent in our uh, belief. Uh, we get where you can kind of take it for granted, oh, well, it's another time to come to communion. But I think especially on this day, this Feast of the Body and Blood of Christ, uh, it, it's a real uh, lift for us if we can, with conviction, uh, with a firmness of voice, answer with the four-letter word, Amen. Because I'm going to present to you, as will the Eucharistic ministers, uh, the consecrated wafer, the body of Christ, and, of course, the consecrated wine, the blood of Christ. And as we receive that and then consume that, it's with a great sense of amen, a great sense of doing this in his memory. Couldn't help but uh, notice, of course, that the gospel is the feeding of the 5,000. I, I had the great privilege, and I shared with you, I know, before, uh, back in uh, 2011, uh, I spent uh, a couple of weeks in the Philippines uh, working with the orphanage uh, there. And, uh, and of course, it got me tuned in to what goes on in the Philippines. I follow international stories about anything. And it happened that uh, on the Pope's visit, Pope Francis's visit uh, fairly recently, uh, the, uh, uh, the people had the chance to, to gather. And, and I know it was hundreds of thousands. I think it might have actually passed the million mark of people who attended the Mass. in. A, a downpour. It was nasty out, and I was in a happy in a way that I could watch it on uh, EWTN instead of watching it from uh, from the Philippines itself. But I think one of the things that gave me such a profound understanding and appreciation was the fact that with thousands of Eucharistic ministers there, they made sure that everyone received the body of Christ that no one was left out. It wasn't just for the priests on the altar. It wasn't just for a special gathering. No, everyone who chose was able to receive the body of Christ, the, the uh, body of Christ that was consecrated by Pope Francis. And it, and it gives a real sense, I think, as you watch that, that this isn't just a broad sweep kind of service. This is a down-to-earth, person-to-person kind of interaction. Uh, the reception of the Eucharist. And so uh, I just really encourage you, uh, as I mentioned uh, uh, earlier in the homily here, I, I think there's something to be said for a good, firm amen when uh, we present to you the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, and, and also to remember not only on this special occasion, uh, but uh, in, in many other opportunities that fathers have such a ability to impact their children and their grandchildren uh, by modeling a, a, a true reverence for that which is important to us. And that we pick up on that. 
Sometimes it doesn't seem like it. It seems like we get shallow and casual with it, but we know that uh, there's a tremendous sense of spiritual strength that comes to us with the reception of the Eucharist. And I encourage you to feel that today.